0: Senate. We will see you tomorrow night. That is driven out the left center. Forget about this one. Drive home safely.
1: One nothing walk off. Here comes Joyce. Here is Junior to third base. They're gonna wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it! It just
0: continues. My, oh my! It is the walk-off. I'm Holden Kushner. He is Ryan Spader at the Ace of Spader on Twitter. I'm at Holden Radio. We're going to talk some baseball with you here on the walk-off today. And as we record this, we're sitting here on Tuesday night, and we just saw Randy Arozarena hit another home run for the Rays. Uh, this guy has just burst onto the scene here. Everybody gets to notice him now. I tell you, that bat speed, it's, it just seems like he's swinging a little paddle, and it gets right through the, through the zone so quickly. I'm very impressed with this kid.
1: Yeah, he's done uh, great stuff for the Rays, and I was tweeting about him yesterday. Um, I, first of all, he's only like got 42 regular season career games. I was looking at his numbers in AAA A. And they were outstanding, and I, I just really don't understand the package that the Cardinals sent to the Rays, including this guy. Um, I, I thought they were losing losing out with um, getting rid of Jose Martinez, who uh, isn't even with the Rays anymore, but um, it just doesn't make much sense to me when you look at that trade that they made on uh, January 9th of this year, sending uh, Aruzarena and Jose Martinez to the Rays for two minor league pitchers.
0: So they got Meadows and Rosarena, just in No, deals. Martinez no, 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 I'm talking about oh. like in in deals like recent years where they have just fleeced the other team,
1: so they get they lost um, in the deal they they said uh they sent to the cardinals uh, matthew uh Libertor, um and he has pretty good numbers, but obviously he didn't pitch this year. And then uh, I I mistakenly said two pitchers. They also got a um, a catcher in the deal who um, has 61 career minor league games, but they're all rookie ball. And he's got really good numbers through that. But, you know, how much stock can you put in it when it's rookie ball? And uh, they lost a Ruzarena here.
0: So they got him. And then what was it? It was 2018 when the Rays got uh, Meadows and Glass now for Chris Archer.
1: Unbelievable deal. That, yeah, the to me. Razor, <laughs> seemed, they seem like they come out on the right side uh, every single every single deal. Like, uh, Meadows, of course, struggled this year, but he had MVP votes last year. Um, and uh, he's an, a fantastic outfielder with a decent – I didn't realize he had 33 home runs last year.
0: They are better at evaluating your minor league system than you are.
1: That's 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 basically what
0: the Rays motto should be. (laughs) Like, we know your minor league system better. So when you trade with us, you think you're just giving up a good player, but we're going to get a fucking superstar.
1: It's really impressive what
0: they've done. Let's see. Are you still bitter that they even had to play the Phillies in 2008? Like, I know the Phillies won that, but was there any animosity? Am I sensing something here? Are you okay with them?
1: No, no, no. I'm fine with the Rays, honestly. I I think at the time, I was a little bit disappointed that the Phillies weren't uh, playing the Red Sox because I feel like I, at, the, at the time, had they beaten the Red Sox, I feel like that would have been a more uh, complete World Series championship for some reason, and uh, beating the Rays, I was like, oh, you know, these Rays, they don't really count. I, I didn't expect the Phillies to even struggle with them whatsoever, and they really didn't in that series. But um, uh, no, I'm Rays are okay by me. Dude, 2008
0: Rays were awesome. They had Joe Madden. They're sending him out there, and their pitch. Of course, they had great pitching. Uh, the the guy that named himself though, James Shields, Big Game James, was had just a great year. Let's just admit it. It was a very good year, I would say. Edwin Jackson, Andy Sonnenstein, how the hell did they get to the World Series with these guys? Garza. Matthew Garza Gerson. had a pretty
1: good career. Um, he did. Another, uh, their bullpen was really good. They Grant Balfour and uh, J.P. Mm-hmm. Howell, who were both studs out of the bullpen for them. Um, Chad Bradford had a pretty good season with, in, in the short. How the hell did we get into the 2008 Rays? But uh, then we're you talking the, Rays. I mean, that's their, you
0: know, uh,
1: their uh, starting rotation <laughs> was pretty, um, pretty impressive it's, when you consider the fact that you had a three, twenty-four year old, a twenty-five year old, and twenty-six year old and. Kazimir, Edwin Jackson, Garza, Sonnenstein, and, and Shields, and every one of those pitchers uh, won more than 10 games.
0: Hmm. Very good. That's the 2008 Rays. What else were you noticing here early on in the playoffs? You know, the Astros just continue to roll. That, to me, is the, the Yankees bats, first of all, and then the fact that these guys, the Astros, are just playing some great baseball right now. We just learned that Grinky's not going to start. Game three because he's got some arm problems, so, so
1: the one that's thing not that, going to happen. Well, well, the, sorry to interrupt. The, the one thing that really has uh, thrown me through this is, uh, especially since the start of the division series, is the, the balls seem like they're they're flying out. And uh, I talked to McCullers after his start, and he said a couple of those uh, home runs that he gave gave up. And keep in mind, this guy doesn't usually um, give up the long ball, but he was like, it felt like a fly out off the bat for, for him and and they just kept carrying and went out uh fortunately for him the astros had his back and they the team caught the uh, got the got the win and then uh went on to win again today but um
0: so am i right when i said that's going forward am i right when i said that the balls look juice after like the second game i thought that they would go back to the balls they went with last year in the playoffs but they're keeping the juice balls aren't they
1: It's it's hard to say over this um, small amount of time, but it, it, it certainly looks that way, especially the way the balls are going, uh, getting out. I think Bregman's home run had um, something like a a fifteen percent um, hit probability, not even home run probability, and uh, it, it still managed to carry out. And you're you're talking in Los Angeles where. Um, It's typically considered a pitcher's park and and the baseball is definitely flying out of there.
0: Okay. What other teams really caught your eye? Like the Yankees, their bats are for real again. And I just feel like they're hit everybody. There might be a game or two where a starter holds them down. And I suppose if we get into a series where it's seven games and, you know, there's one pitcher they just couldn't hurt. Okay. Maybe, but to me, they just hit anybody. If you, when you make the mistake, they don't miss. They hit mistakes, and they take advantage of all of them. You'll see the highlight on the Stanton home run in this uh, in, in game number two. Bam. Hung a ball, just destroyed it. This lineup's amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, one thing that I found really interesting with the Yankees is the fact that um, just the second time ever, that they've had multiple grand slams in the same postseason, and it, this one's just started. Um, they have uh, Stanton and Urshela both hitting grand slams, and they're the first Yankees teammates to do so since Berra and uh, Yogi Berra and Bill Scowron in uh, 1956.
0: Moose Scowron, uh, Moose.
1: Okay, that was me his me. nickname the Moose? Yeah. Um I, I still I don't know. I, I associate that nickname with uh, Musina but um,
0: with Musina, s- yeah. You know where he got the nickname from, Moose Scowron. <laughs> you could associate with all you want. Moose Messina, whoever gave that to him was just ripping off Moose Scourin, who I'm sure ripped it off from somebody before him, but who knows. But
1: there you go. Uh the this like you said, this team absolute monsters in terms of the bat, and they're gonna continue to be as long as they're in this postseason. The team's gonna have to find a way to somehow out hit them because um they're they're pitching pretty well too. I
0: just learned that um I lived very close to Moose Scowren, the next town over in Chicago. How about that? Do you want to know about Moose Scowren, or should we just move on?
1: No, go ahead. Lay I on. mean, this is
0: just, this is not like you, where you actually have stuff like we're going to get with Eddie Grant. This is me looking at Wikipedia and telling you all. But uh, yeah, big Polish right. guy. They called him Mussolini, and nope. they decided not to call him that, <laughs> so they just called him Moose. <laughs> here, listen, this is from Wikipedia. One day his grandfather gave him a haircut that resembled Mussolini. They called him Mussolini, but then it wasn't a nice name, so they nicknamed him the Moose. Do you think that's how Messina got his nickname?
1: <laughs> I, I sincerely doubt it. I'll tell you, I would way rather be called uh, Moose than Mussolini, though. <laughs> <That's... laughs> well, oh, no shit! Especially for him. He was like
0: Born during World War II. <laughs> That's terrific. I love it. Well, since we're talking about... Uh, I would old, really
1: old... like to see the haircut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Since we're talking about old dead guys, what about Eddie Grant? I know you wanted to talk about Eddie Grant. Is this the Spader stats or is this just Eddie Grant?
1: Well, just Eddie Grant in general. And, and as we talk about this, John Carlos Stanton just hit another home run. Um, right, I told you that there.
0: like five minutes ago. Are you watching uh, online or something?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I didn't even hear you say that at all. But, Don't um, cut the
0: cord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Um, Eddie Grant, though, Uh He's a ballplayer who I would, uh, I would put in the Hall of Fame. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in putting in some of our, our guys who uh, maybe didn't have the careers, but they were, uh, in many cases, war heroes. And Eddie Grant, um, kind of, I think he kind of goes by the wayside because he was in World War I, and he was killed in action in World War I during a search and rescue mission in Aragon Forest, France, uh, 102 years ago on October the 5th. And um, he he had 10 big league seasons. His on-base percentage was below 300. But um, gave his life to the country in World War One, And uh, for that, I would induct him to the Hall of Fame. But um, Eddie Grant actually had one of the funnier uh, things I've ever come across in terms of just a, a strange... Uh, Thing about a baseball player, and that's the fact that um, he went to Harvard, and he liked people to know that. So (laughs) maybe he was kind of a prick or something, but instead of shouting, I got it when a fly ball was up in the air, he would yell, I have it, because he felt that that was more grammatically correct.
0: I have it. I have it. I have it. I I declare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hath caught it. Yeah, that really
0: does seem a little too formal. I kind of do think his attitude would not translate to today's
1: game. I don't think he... You you know what? He might not like uh, Acuna. You think think Acuna would get on his nerves? He he might take issue with the bat flips.
0: (laughs) Yeah? What other things wouldn't translate? Today? Yeah, like, okay, let's go back even... All right, let's do it. Like what Eddie Grant's playing. He's playing, this is, let's say, 100 years ago. Imagine these dudes. First of all, black people. If the dude, like, these guys would just lose their shit if a whole bunch of black dudes and, and, uh, and Latin guys walked up and started playing baseball with them. I don't even think they'd, half of them would play. Think about how fucked up that would be. That's the first thing that wouldn't translate. The second thing that wouldn't translate, I think you're right. Those bat flips, like, someone might die. I feel like those guys that played 100 years ago would have no problem beating men to death with bats or spikes or something. Whereas today yeah, they're you, a little bit more cautious.
1: Especially. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what? who was it? Juan Marichal. That, that was only in the 60s. It went after the guy with the bat, right? Oh, yeah. That
0: was in a big game, too. It's yeah. in a big game.
1: Um, I think a lot of uh, anytime you look at throughout history and you say uh, I think a lot of people like to do that now It look back and look at the way somebody was 50 years ago, 70 years ago 100 years ago and then say uh, well their behavior was unacceptable uh, would be unacceptable today so we have to rip them apart um, for that and uh, I don't know, revisionist history I guess is is the name of the game right now and um, uh, I don't. I don't think uh, there really is any comparing the game from a hundred years ago to to now. And um, in doing so, uh, I, I don't think you can even do something like, what's that famous question? Could Babe Ruth play today? Well, no. He he would get destroyed. There's absolutely no way. But the fact of the matter is, it, it was a hundred years ago. The game was completely different. The training was different. The capabilities of human beings were different. Uh, So does that mean that Babe Ruth uh, is any less great than he was? Uh, No, in my opinion, it does not. Because if it does, then we have to look a hundred years from now and look at Mike Trout and say, well, he sucked because he played a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's like that in every sport. The thing that's cool about baseball is that we're still talking about Eddie Grant You know there's people that love talking about moose scowron and eddie grant and you just don't have that in the other sports and that's the cool thing about baseball to where we're not going to compare the players but at least we're familiar with the players and there's that sense of history these guys have been around for so long but my god you just think of some of the stuff they do in today's game and well batting helmets for instance what do you think they would do with a batting helmet 100 years ago they just laugh at you or something. What do you think they would do with a batting helmet?
1: I don't know. I think after Ray Chapman took a, a ball to the head and died from it, they might be inclined <laughs> to think it's a good idea.
0: When was that? Sorry, Ray Chapman's family, but when was that?
1: I believe it was nineteen nineteen.
0: 1919? Oh, we passed. The the, you had to have with talked a baseball
1: about baseball that was. Yeah, it, but he he got hit in the head with a baseball that and it was getting dark, and um, it uh, the ball was covered in like black licorice and tobacco and stuff, and he couldn't even see it, and it drilled him. Turned the lights out, and um, he died the next day. What?
0: I don't remember celebrating the one hundred year anniversary of that. That was a, that's a pretty big moment in time.
1: Yeah. It's so the, you're telling me that the, it
0: took them. Yeah.
1: The only time took them how many years? that a guy died from an on-field injury.
0: It took them how many years to come up with something kind of safe?
1: I, I don't so know. that you don't, don't die to get started, hit? Yeah, I don't know when they started doing the batting helmets. to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, it was back in their 60s, but it was like the late 60s, but they were, it looked like they were little plastic things that it didn't even matter. You wore them. Your ears were out. Your whole head was exposed. It's better than wearing just a regular cap. But, like, if those dudes back then saw these guys throwing 100 pitch after pitch after pitch, I would think that they would want to wear a batting helmet. Like, 85 is really bad and can kill you, but 105, 100, 105 has a better chance.
1: I don't even think they would see that, that ball. They wouldn't even
0: see it? Their eyes couldn't track it?
1: No, I'm saying that you, well then you get into the whole thing nobody can track a baseball moving that quickly it's predictive analysis that's conducted by your brain that's why some people are just better at it and can can hit it but I, I I recall reading something about Babe Ruth facing um what is it Walter Johnson who I determined probably threw about 88 miles an hour and he said that um he couldn't see the ball it was just he heard it and uh, so I, I'm inclined to think if you're facing a guy who's throwing 15 miles an hour harder than that, uh, you're probably not going to be able to have much success against that.
0: Let's go to the, um, to the Astros series for a second. These guys are playing great baseball. They get in under 500. Carlos Correa is telling everybody, screw off. We're here. We don't care. We didn't do anything wrong. Maybe he didn't say we didn't do anything wrong, but he's been way fed up about it. And um, he had a huge game one. Game two, the Astros took five to two. You said this last week. You felt like the A's are just built for the regular season, year after year after year. Now, Oakland's down o two in this series, Spader.
1: Yeah, uh, the the Athletics. I just I didn't think they were going to get past the White Sox and. You proved me wrong there. My whole bracket is a mess. I had the White Sox winning the World Series. They didn't even get out of the first round. So uh, don't take betting advice from me on that. I you know, uh, lost two bets to you. Still owe you $200. Bucks that mm-hmm. You'll get if the market recovers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's a diff. Well, I know you got it now, so just send it, you bastard. Um, go, go on.
1: But, um, yeah, the the athletics just never – they strike me as a team that's built for um, the marathon of a long season, um, never for the sprint that is the postseason. And uh, I I just – I don't see any way that they win three in a row to get past the the Houston Astros now.
0: It's just going to be too difficult. They don't have it. Um, But on the other side, the Astros, is this what it took? Just, hey, here's the switch. Let's flip it on. We'll go out, we'll throw McCullers game one. We got Framber going in game two. Grinky's going to miss game three. Who knows what his status is for the rest of the playoffs. But they've gone out there, they other night. No Verlander. I mean, it's amazing when McCullers and now, what Framber's doing.
1: Yeah, uh, so I think the Astros in winning that first game uh, made uh, a big, a really, it was a strong move for them to, to take that. It, when they were leaning so heavily on McCullers, and he didn't have his best stuff, obviously, give up the three home runs. I, I think that the baseballs were probably a little bit juiced. You look at the home runs and the quality of batted ball that was going out. Um, he had his strikeout stuff working. and he, he looked pretty good. But um, I think um, in winning that first game, when you have somebody going out there that you, you know, you're know you leaning on the way that they, that you are, and he didn't have his best stuff, uh, and you still go out and win the game as handedly as they did and then win the second one as well. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think that's a, a pretty bold statement. It seems like the Astros are uh, are back. And one other measurement that uh, I don't know if anybody's really talking about this, but you look at the Astros, they were a sub-500 team in the regular season. Of course, the regular season was 60 games. I don't know if this points to the fact that 60 games really isn't, enough to determine whether or not a team is actually good or not or if it's just more to the um, uh, to the fact that really anything can happen in the post postseason uh, you know over a short span of time and it's a situation like where you like a poker game you just need a chip in a chair and when you're there you have a, a chance to run run the table.
0: Well, it's like the teams that went in the wild card and started winning World Series. The Marlins did it in '97. <clears throat> they had no shot at the playoffs. No shot at the playoffs until the expanded playoffs. I mean, and now it's like they, the the Ast- It doesn't mean that they couldn't get on a run. That they don't have, the, didn't have the talent to make that run. And that's exactly what they did. They just made a big run. Maybe that's what the Astros are doing. You know, boom, we hit, we hit it. We we know it's the postseason now. We got through those sixty games. It's been a wild year for all of us let's turn it on but we're totally counting the a's out i I do think it's going to be close to impossible though that we're talking about them this time next week i just it's it's too much now springer's crushing the baseball he's carrying them too and that's now time for spader's stats you ready george springer has how many home runs in 54 career postseason games
1: Yeah, so Springer's got 17 homers in 54 career postseason games. I I like the 54 number because he can easily extrapolate it over 162. That would give him 51 homers over 162. That's his pace. Um, But it ties him with Nelson Cruz and Jim Tomey for the most home runs through 54 postseason games. And what I found really interesting about that is that Jim Tomey um, finished his postseason career with 17 home runs, but he played... Seventy-two, uh, excuse me, seventy-one. I believe it was postseason games. He went um, in his final eighteen postseason games as good as it was in those first fifty-four. He went um, bad at just one twenty without a home run, so uh, it was a liability as as you would have it in the in the postseason.
0: Wow. So there's some other cool stuff you had. Um, so. Urshela and Giancarlo Stanton hit uh, home runs, grand slams, right? In back to back postseason games. That actually happened earlier this postseason.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about it. Do it again
0: because you didn't talk about the other guys, did you?
1: Yeah, yes. We did a whole thing about Moose Scowron.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it was Ron Say and Dusty Baker.
1: Oh, oh, you're talking about that other one. Okay, I got you.
0: Yeah, Um, come on. Get it together.
1: so, So it was the. I I can't even, who was it? Ron Say, Dusty Baker. All right, so here, I'm
0: just going to read your tweet, or the tweet. Okay, Grand Slams and back-to-back postseason games. Actually, it's from James Smith. 1977 Dodgers, Ron Say, Dusty Baker, Grand Slams, back-to-back postseason games. 2011 Diamondbacks. See, that has to be wrong. Goldschmidt and Ryan Roberts. Was Goldschmidt with the D-backs in 2011? Has he been in the league that long?
1: Yeah, he's been. Oh, my God. 10th season what
0: and then Rochella and Stanton might as well pick one out by you this time you got one more stat you want to throw out there
1: uh I, I really like the thing that um McClanahan uh even though the Rays lost that one uh he became the first pitcher in MLB history to make his big league debut uh in the postseason now I saw different variations of this fact going around and um one thing that I wanted to note for people is that it would be technically uh, incorrectly noted that McClanahan was the fourth player to debut in the postseason. And I only say technically because before the World Series was considered a championship, um, somebody else had done so. It was played as an exhibition thing where the um, two leagues would face off as each other. And uh, that was Bug Holiday on October 17th, 1885. Debuted in the uh, what is now known today as the World Series. Again, it was exhibition at that point, so it didn't really count. But still, pretty cool fun fact. You got to go back to eighteen eighty five. Eighteen
0: eighty five. Boy, that's a long time ago. All right, uh, Braves Marlins. This is it for the Marlins, isn't it? Like they finally—that's it. We're here. We're facing the Braves. The Braves—they know each other well. Doesn't matter how hard Miami's going to play them. They got to Alcantara, and I just don't know if they have enough, besides for Sixto, to beat the Braves. Spader.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think there's a chance that they'll steal one with Sixto Sanchez, but they, like you said, Sandy, I'm never going to try to say his last name. Alcantara, Alcantara. Yeah, um, avatar. He, avatar. He just didn't have it against them today. the uh, The bats were were there. <laughs> avatar. The bats were there, uh, and they hit around Freed pretty good. And, and you would think that with um, with Alcantara on the mound, that if they were going to give him five runs, that would have been enough. But he gave up five of his own, and the bullpen got hit around, so couldn't get it done.
0: No, he couldn't. But this Atlanta offense just so good, man. I mean. Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna. Darno has had an amazing year. Albies is a stud. I mean, they thought Dansby, the way you heard him talk about, it, Dansby Swanson was going to be the next great Braves player. And he's batting sixth in this lineup with Duval and Marquekis. It's, I mean, it is now that we have the DH in the National League, it's kind of fun to see how it would have played out, right? And now we're getting to see it play out. And these Braves, good God. I do not want to mess with this. This this, like, I think it's the Yankees one. Hey, you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off zero delivery fees, too, and their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Okay, I tell you, I just I I can't say this enough. Probably twice a week, I'll just get DoorDash. It's so easy. I'll get on the app, boom, put my order in, get my get my total. So hungry, I wait. The guys are here and ladies are here pretty quickly too. It's uh it, it's something I use, so that's why I'm endorsing it. Five dollars off your zero delivery fees on your first order. And you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BlueWire. Don't forget. It's code blue wire for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And then who do you think is the second best one? Is it the Braves? Hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. I I think of the teams remaining, you gotta, you probably had to say Dodgers, right? Um, The the Padres
0: and the Braves Dodgers, Padres, Braves. That's it. I still think the Yankees, I think the Yankees monster
1: offenses. The, The one thing, though, with the—yeah, the Yankees lineup's unbelievable, but the one thing with the Braves is that their um, starting pitching was so bad in the postseason, the Mm -hmm. worst starting pitching to ever make the postseason. And, you you know, people say, well, of course, there's more teams ever than before that are in the postseason, but they would have made it anyway. They were were the two-seed, and their starting pitching was so bad, but it it just— isn't uh, shining as a weak spot here because the, the bats have been so good
0: that's exactly what it is because Freed wasn't good Freed gave up four runs of four innings so I kind of got I stepped back and said oh my god you know the Braves bullpen was really has done a great job back there and when you put up nine runs it's, <laughs> the the bullpen it's not as quite as uh, high leverage situation I mean I know it's an important situation when you're pitching of course especially in the postseason but Little difference between pitching in a six to five game as opposed to a nine to five game. There's room for error, and uh, their bullpen kind of cleaned it up too. Padres, yeah, Dodgers. Great. What's up? Huh?
1: I said yeah, and their bullpen was great. It was great All year. As bad All as their year. starting pitching was, their bullpen was that that good. Yeah.
0: We, <clears throat> so again, by this time is the time this drops, that
1: I'm looking forward to though um, most Padres, the Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres,
0: Dodgers, Padres. I'm. Just, how about Clevenger coming back to pitch? By the time people listen to this, the game will be way over. But <clears throat> I think it's kind of fascinating that with all the injuries, and they're just going to roll him out there tonight, hoping that his arm doesn't fall off.
1: Yeah. So the uh, the funny thing about this Dodgers lineup, though, they only have two players who have faced Clevenger, and that's Mookie Betts, who's four for seven against him, and then Max Muncie's a one for one. Uh, probably had faced him when he was with the Athletics, I would imagine. But um, yeah, uh, then the Padres lineup, top to bottom, they they really didn't hit Walker Buehler uh, too, too well. So I don't know how healthy or injured um, Clevenger is, but uh, if they're going to go ahead and start him in, in game one, I, I got to think he's probably feeling pretty good.
0: But then we've got two great offenses we've discussed how i mean i just think that the dodgers are a little bit better than the padres just about everywhere my boy clayton kershaw though how how awesome was that start he had in that first round and it's gonna come down again he's gonna be in a situation where he's probably gonna have to step up and hopefully it won't turn out where things go wrong and hopefully he pitches really well but There's a lot on that dude. And while he's not going to game one, the fact he's pitching so well, I kind of feel like he's their ace again.
1: Yeah, so one thing that um, Kershaw has hanging over his head, of course, is the postseason struggles that he's had um, over the years. And uh, one thing that I had written for, I think it was the last time he had a hard time, um, I wrote for the Sporting News when I was still with them, uh, was that... Um, people don't remember the struggles that Randy Johnson had in the postseason. They just remember him for winning five straight and winning the MVP alongside Curt Schilling. Um, But when you look at the rest of his numbers outside of that in the postseason, they were pretty terrible. So really all Kershaw needs is one of those postseason runs, and I think everybody will stop talking about uh, the fact that he was not a great postseason pitcher, and he's gotten off to a great start here already.
0: Correct. And it's almost weird because nobody in baseball holds it against a pitcher if they don't win a World Series, do they? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I, I don't. It's not like a quarterback in football. Um, you know, it's a pitcher. He he has he can affect everything once every five days usually. That's about it. And then you get to the playoffs maybe three or four days. But that's where they are. He has – he's had some rough yeah, series. I can, yeah, I don't think you can
1: – yeah, I don't think he can hold um... – the fact that a pitcher hasn't won a World Series against him in terms of his um, Hall of Fame resume or anything like that, uh, I think there are some writers who do that exactly, um, but uh, I, th- I think that when it comes to the Hall of Fame you're, and, um, and postseason play, you can only add to your uh, resume there by... Having a performance like David Ortiz did uh, in World Series play, um, and you can't really detract from your um, your resume uh, and take away from the regular succeed, uh, regular season success that that you've had.
0: Hmm. All right, Dodgers. Let's go to the Padres side of things now. This is team fun, right? Like, when's the last time have we had a team that's this fun? I just love watching Tatis play. He's fun. The whole team's fun. It's all fun all the time.
1: Yeah, I, Tatis is obviously one of the most exciting players in all of baseball alongside of Acuna, who we were talking about earlier with these bat flips and everything. It's it's a ton of fun. But one guy that I have uh, a lot of fun watching, and I, I, I was upset because he didn't get back to me. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I had last week. Um... That was Will Myers uh, becoming the first player with a multi home run game in the postseason without wearing batting gloves since George Brett in game three of the ALCS on October 11th, 1985. What? And uh, in order to find that fact, believe it or not, I went through all, I believe it was 107 um, instances where a player had a multi homer game between those two dates and I watched them to see if they were wearing batting gloves. And George Brett was the first one I got to who didn't. And um, so on that tweet, uh, Will Myers is on Twitter. He's just at Will Myers. On that tweet, I I commented and put at Will Myers, and I wrote, but do you shit your pants twice per year?
0: (laughs) Why did you do that?
1: You've you've had to see the YouTube video of George Brett talking about... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: And I, I was a little bit upset because I was hoping he was going to respond to that, but he may not have gotten the reference. Although he probably should have because he was with the Royals. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think if he was with the Royals, then at some point in time, word would have filtered down to him that George Brett shits his pants a couple times a year. Again, I don't judge him. Uh, bodily functions, what are you going to do? You know, I think we should more like celebrate George Brett than anything else for his bravery.
1: And yeah. Sharing um, the truth. I, so the thing is, though, it was like one of those um, Donald Sterling type videos where he didn't know he was on the camera, and he's he's telling somebody, so like it's somebody like secretly filming this, and it's so funny. You see all these different videos and stuff that pop up of people people being secretly filmed and all this stuff that they say, and this this is an instance of George Brett talking about pooping himself yeah. and. And this is what somebody's secretly filming and then releasing for the world to listen to.
0: He didn't know he was on camera?
1: No, no no idea. you got to watch the video. I have sure watched the video him. multiple oh, times. The... Yeah, he had no idea he was on camera.
0: I mean, somebody's got to tell him. You can't do that and let that leak. That's messed up.
1: Well, apparently George Brett has problems with other stuff leaking. Like what? <clears throat> um well after eating a medium rare steak uh he tends to shit his pants oh yes the hotel yes lobbies. yes <laughs> no
0: <laughs> but how how alpha is that that you can just walk around telling people you you shit your pants and they still have to look up to you as the greatest royal of all time uh like I if i know. was george it's... brett i'd shit my pants too just to like prove a point like i'm george <laughs> brett like, what are you gonna say i won a world series for this town i just shit my pants you got a problem with that of course
1: you don't uh it's so great yeah i uh, I, I don't know that i would just intentionally shit myself Cock but, a uh,
0: walk baby <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny it is funny <laughs> <laughs> like how, how many other guys could do that cal ripkin could do that in baltimore
1: I, yeah, yeah, I think. I, think I love, great.
0: and I love Cal. But Cal, but Cal, really, he's just like, if he's in Baltimore, Cal could shit his pants and tell people about it, and they'd be fine with it.
1: Yeah. Um, that uh, Should we do a whole segment sometime on, on one player who could shit his pants in each town? Well, let's do it.
0: <laughs> what else are we doing? Come on. Oh, well, hold on. Are we going by team, or are we going by town, or what? Oh, no, I was. Oh no, I want to do it So uh, right. which wash? you're in D.C. now Which Washington National could shit his pants And nobody would say a word
1: Well, active or inactive
0: It doesn't matter
1: Well, it's got to be Max Scherzer
0: Max Scherzer could really poop his pants And nobody would say anything
1: I can't believe we're talking about this
0: You're the one that wanted to come up with a whole series <laughs> I was like, no, I just want to do one But then you pitched the series idea And it seemed like a great one We were finally onto something Oh, man. It was great. All right, so for the rest of the series here, do you have any predictions that you would like to throw at me? What's going on with the Padres and the Doyers? Who is winning it?
1: I, I really think the Padres get past the Dodgers. I, I, don't, I don't know what, it, what is making me think that because on paper, by the numbers, Dodgers are a lot better of a squad. But um, – I, I hate the term. It's such a lazy w- way to use it, you know, that quote-unquote destinies team thing. I, I just don't look at the Dodgers as—I m- look at them more of um, along the lines of the athletics than I do the, um, the Padres. The Padres, to me, seem like a team that are better built for that sprint. Um, that is the postseason, and uh, I think that the Dodgers will um, stumble here and then the Padres will get past them. Uh, as far as the Yankees and the Rays go— I didn't think the Rays were going to get past the Blue Jays, so I certainly don't think they're going to get past the Yankees, although they got the lead now. Um, The Astros will likely close it out. And then uh, the uh, Braves also. Uh, I think the Marlins will steal a game if they get 6-0 out there, and he gives them six, seven uh, strong innings. They may be able to steal a game, but I think that's all they're going to do.
0: I wonder if Azarina has five home runs by the time we're talking this time next week. Maybe more.
1: Uh, he's at two right now, so mm-hmm. so he's could... smoking the ball. Uh, hey, I know we already did the stats thing, but one one um, last thing we Please have do. to give a shout out to our uh, one of the greatest of all time, Bob Gibson, who unfortunately oh, passed away.
0: Yes, thank you. Let's
1: go. Um, so uh, Gibson, one of my, he's one of my favorite players ever to do uh, by the number stuff. First of all, because there's two two different schools on this. Uh, you look at his numbers, and they're so infinitesimally small um, in terms of earned run average and things, but then his adjusted uh, numbers aren't quite as good because the, um, his peers were pitching really well at the time uh, also. Uh, however, you look at Gibson as an athlete, and he's probably one of the best ever to play baseball. 3,117 strikeouts and 24 home runs at bat. Uh, no player in history has both more strikeouts and more home runs at bat. And um, it's, it seems like kind of strange to at times call a pitcher uh, an athlete because often, oftentimes, especially today with the DH, they're, they're just out there to do one thing, and we've seen pitchers like Bartolo Colon who are completely out of shape have success. But Gibson absolutely was an athlete, and um, he, he actually averaged 20.2 points per game Uh, during his NCAA career with um, Creighton, which was more than Michael Jordan averaged in any of his seasons with North North Carolina. And um, Gibson's uh, number is actually retired um, by Creighton, but only by the basketball team, not the baseball team, which I think is pretty fascinating.
0: Oh, my God. That's some good research right there. I did not know that story. Probably, what, one of the handful of most intimidating players since television was broadcast on since baseball is broadcast on television. I mean, all you hear is guys like, Oh, Bob Gibson. I was just wearing a regular cap and he whizzed one right by my head. Like, ho hum, this is just what happened. I hit a home run off him last time. So he decided to throw a 90 mile an hour fastball at my temple and he just missed.
1: Yeah. Uh, and one <laughs> other thing that uh, on Gibson there, um, in terms of his just athletic ability. He uh, he played for the Harlem Globetrotters oh. before he committed to baseball full time, alongside of Fergie Jenkins. Imagine these two of the best pitchers in baseball who are just uh, not making enough mo- money in the game, so they're playing. <laughs> they're playing for the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, I actually think Jenkins is a little bit more fascinating because he was uh, playing for the Globetrotters from 67 to 69 uh, in each one of those years he also won 20 games at the big league level wow
0: um he was a tv guy too he was a sports broadcaster he was a guitar player he's a really good guitar player so, took a couple of videos of him playing guitar too that guy was just a winner that's all there is to it he just did so he everything he did it seems like he was good at that must be amazing all right, thanks for listening to the walk-off for the Aces Spader. I'm Holden Kushner, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, the wait's over. Football's back. And you might not be at a game this year. You could still be in on the action at Bet Online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in every possible chance to win this season. That's Bet Online. From game spreads, totals, to team player, coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures too, all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.